We are continuing our journey in the Eastern Cape, and I'm very pleased to be chatting this afternoon to Carla Smith, who together with her husband Ludolf in 2019, bought a property to relocate to the countryside from Johannesburg, from the hustle and bustle of the big city. And they went about looking and visiting the countryside and looked at auctions and markets and, you know, just to pick up the bric-a-brac that one does. Of course, at that stage, they didn't have the house, but they were certainly planning for their luxury guest house. And eventually, they found the one thing that would make them happy. And here we have their luxury guest house and pizzeria in the village of New Bethesda near Kraprenet in the Eastern Cape. Carla, it is so great to have you on the show with us and how much fun you must have had looking for this property. Thank you, Janet. It's most kind of you. It's a big pleasure. So you offer some luxury accommodation in the countryside. And, uh, you know, we've had lots of conversations about the stoop, the veranda uh, in our travels to the Eastern Cape. But I would love for you to tell us about this wonderful location and the guest house and the pizzeria. So New Bethesda is a very nostalgic village with um, dust streets, no streetlights. And it's almost um, as if it's 100 years you know, people are still living like they used to live in bygone years. But what we thought the village is lacking is upmarket accommodation because not everyone wants to camp or stay in a place with brown sheets. The Absolutely. Traveler... I'm definitely one of those people who don't travel well. I must have my luxury. So, yeah, so we just offer more comforts, um, white sheets, and more um, luxurious surrounds for you to enjoy the nostalgia of the bygone eras, but to have it with the modern comforts of the current era. Um, it's a very quiet, um, quaint village, and we don't want the village to lose its charm, but we still want our visitors to be comfortable. So since we've started here, there's actually quite a few other luxury places that opened as well, and um, we have about 10 restaurants in the village, and a lot of galleries and a lot of activities as well. So we find more and more, especially since COVID, that the average South African is searching for an uncomplicated, quiet, remote, silent um, retreat. And we find that more and more people are coming here with their pets on their own, with their children, just exploring um, the, the, the Platteland, the rural life. And there's a yearning for more simplicity. To we agree with you about that yearning for simplicity, I just find that I have little patience for complicated things. I just want to be at peace and enjoy. And it sounds like you found your, your place in the sun, Carla, because, you know, when you talk about the dusty streets, the restaurants, the galleries, it just sounds absolutely idyllic. Are you not missing the hustle and bustle of Johannesburg? Not at all. Not at all. And we're very grateful to be part of a caring community. And in our streets, we have donkeys wandering around. We have artists opening their homes for a mu musical evening. We have um, community get-togethers. So it's quite social, sociable. 
but without wonderful. Yeah. No, no, it's lovely. We'd love, love so tell to us see about you. tell us about the establishment itself. We have five luxury ensuite rooms. All our rooms have the same comforts, um, walking showers, large baths, uh, blockout curtains. We do have Wi-Fi, quality bedding. We use a branded um, luxurious bath amenities, filter coffee, and huge rooms, high ceilings, comfortable lounge, sherry available, big stoop where you can just sit and view what's happening in the distance or you can read, curl up with a book. Uh, we have a swim dam. We have an underground brick dome cellar for private functions. And then the pizzeria where we offer also hearty curry dishes besides the pizza. On our own property, big garden, people can relax here and um, you know, if they're cycling, they can put their bikes away. If they want to swim, they can dip into the swimming dam. But also, we within we sit in we sit in the heart of New Bethesda, so we are within walking distance of everything in the village. You can walk everywhere and still come back and relax and be at home, and then tomorrow explore further. Now, Carla, you've talked to me about the restaurants, about the art galleries. Do you find people retreating to New Bethesda just maybe to come and write, to complete a thesis? What, uh, you know, what is the profile of the visitor? Yes, we have many of those people wanting solitude to maybe complete an assignment. We also have quite a lot of people who are traveling for work and that will en route stop here. Um, instead of flying between the big metropoles, they'll drive these days and stop over for a night or two or three and then drive further. And then we we do have a few international visitors, but the bulk of our seasonal business is people on the way to the coast or on the way from the coast back to Johannesburg or Durban with many of them staying two, three days. Um, during the year, we have quite a few festivals, garlic festival, pumpkin festival, cycling events. We also have a lot of people coming for those events and staying in the village for two, three days, especially the strip tasting in May, where we have about well, a few thousand people descending onto our village and to Hrofrenit. So those are wine drinkers. Now, Carla, tell me, if I was coming to you, how would I access New Bethesda if I was flying in? If you were flying in, the nearest airport is either George or PE, where one could hire a car or one could arrange a shuttle. Grafrenet uh, has an airport, which is currently it has been apparently been sold recently, and there is also a car hire company in Grafrenet. We find that most people arrive here either by self-drive or if they're part of a little tour with a tour company. Um, yeah, those are one's options. So I'm going to be making my way there next week, Carla. Would you suggest from Cape Town that I drive and how long will that drive take me? That will be about eight hours, seven and a half, well, seven to eight hours. So it's quite a long journey. Therefore, most mm -hmm. of us, especially by car, then we suggest rather but, stay longer. One could also fly to PE and then drive the three hours. Yeah. Ah, so PE would be the closest you drive to you fly to PE and then drive yes. from PE to yourself. Yes. 
George is also an attractive option in terms of driving. It's just about half an hour further than PE, and the road is also in excellent condition from George to New Bethesda. And talking about access roads. So, New Bethesda, so George to PE, how would I do that? No, but I'm meaning is Cape Town to George. So you can either yes, fly Cape yes. Town to George or Cape Town to PE, and then either of those hire a car and then drive to New Bethesda via Grafrenet. I must just mention that recently the Tard Road from the N9 that leads from Grafrenet North, um, the N9 is a turn off to New Bethesda, it's fully tarred to the village. So we can now give access to all types of vehicles and motorcycles. There's a very short section, just the village south, that's not tarred. Until recently, that wasn't tarred, but it is now tarred. And we also see that impacts on the profile of the average visitor coming to New Bethesda. More sports cars, more road bikes, vintage cars, uh, caravans. We also have a beautiful little camping site here. So, yeah, we definitely see that it, it it's for the better, the tarred road. Carla, before we say goodbye to you, is there any last words you would like to share with our listeners to excite them about your about your particular establishment? Janet, yes. What I would like to say is that New Bethesda will surprise one. We find that most of our guests that arrive here for the first time are completely and utterly surprised by the simplicity of the village the unspoiltness, the solitude, the stars, the little light position. Um, um, sorry, we've got very little lights that impact on the stars. But everyone's just surprised by this gem. And almost all our guests, once they've been here, they either return to stay with us or to return to buy property. This is really a gem of a village. Oh, how and interesting. Yeah. Just come and experience yes. it for yourself. I can't wait, Carla. I'm so looking forward. Thank you for giving us your time. And I would be interested to hear more stories about this wonderful little part of the world. Really looking forward to meeting with you and spending some time. Thank you, Janet. Thanks for the opportunity. We are very pleased to have Lani Lombard, who is the founder and owner of the iconic True Living Shop in Craddock in the Eastern Cape on our show as we continue our journey through this beautiful part of our country. Lani calls herself a proud farmer's wife and pioneer woman of the Karoo, and we want to hear from her about what makes her a true pioneer woman of the Karoo. She is passionate about growing and serving authentic Karoo food, but a warm welcome to you first and foremost, Lani. We're very pleased to have you with us. And we're excited to hear what your offering at True Living is all about. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's lovely to be joining you this afternoon. So, Lani, tell us a little bit about this deli and restaurant. So, True Living um, started almost 11 years ago. Um before I opened my shop, um, I used to do all kinds of things from the farm. Um, being a young farmer's wife, um, I tried to generate an income living far from town. And um, my husband's family is a family of um, well-known cooks in the area. 
um, from his oma talked to his mother, Deline, and um, they taught me to cook. From I got married when I was like 20, so I was very, very young. And um, yeah, so they taught me everything, almost everything I know about food. And I used to bake pies for the pot stall, and um, I used to do needlework for the pot stall and sell um, frozen meals. I used to fax back then a list <laughs> of all the things I do <laughs> to all the um, uh, like the big uh, businesses in town, take orders, mm -hmm. and then during the week make the stuff. And on a Friday, I used to deliver it. And it then sounds I like always... being on the set of Seven Alarm. It's like being in a movie. <laughs> well, it, it sounds that way to me now too. It's so long, long ago. But anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah. So I always used to dream about having my own place to to sell everything that I do and make. So then in well, eleven years ago, my husband bought this. Um, this little building, old Karoo style building in the main road of town. Well, I he, he did the deal and I, I paid the money. So, um, yeah, so I opened the True Living on the 9th of November, 2012. And, yeah, so, so in that sense, my dream came true about selling the stuff that I make in my own shop. Um, I'm also a, a potter, so I make, um, I used to, well, not now anymore, but I used to make all the bowls for the salads and the little um, small bowls for salad dressings and butter and all of that. So I really got to do everything that I love and sell it in my own place. It so that's like basically all your passions have come together. Yes, you can really, really say that. Um, and as I said, it's it's in it's a lot. I had a lot of tutors. My Wenzel's family is really big in in food in this town, and and I learned learned so much from from his grandmother and his mother. And um, yeah, in a sense, it was also like honoring them with everything that I do um, in the shop. Yeah. What a beautiful way to pay tribute to your family heritage, Lani. And this must give you lots of joy. Yeah, it, it really does. My mother-in-law, after 11 years, um, she still um, lives in town. She still comes here. She was here this morning and then she comes to have a jaffle or buy the chocolate cranberry cookies or yeah. And it's, you know, so it, it really you, is. Lani. Just to make sure that you're following the family tradition. I, yes. I really think that is the main reason, just to see if everything is still going fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how lovely yes. to get that kind of visit, you know. It's, yes. it's beautiful. Yeah. So now tell me what we can expect to find on the menu at, at this beautiful little spot of yours. Okay, so what I try to achieve um, is... Um, I have a huge veggie garden. We now live in town. We moved to town about a year and a half ago. Our son took over the farming. And I used to have a big veggie garden on the farm. And now the property that we bought is also big enough for a huge veggie garden. So 
I try to plant what I use um, in the kitchen. So, therefore, the menu is is um, sort of seasonal. You can't always achieve what you want to with planting everything that you use, but I try to. So, um, yes, mainly Karoo food, maybe with a twist. Yeah. So, um, we do serve lots of salads in summer, but um, in summer we would do like a, a venison salad, we call, which we call the Grand Cru salad. Mm-hmm. Or we do a Grand Cru sandwich because we've got um, a venison available from the farm. And um, yeah, so mainly the things that, that um, comes from the garden, veggie-wise, and then I also love to support local. I, I like to buy meat locally. I source the the pork comes from Grafrenet from a farm um, that has a, a piggery. And um, yeah, I try to buy local. I buy cream local um, as far as I can. And therefore, the menu sort of changes often as to available things um, from the, the surrounding area. So it's wonderful that you cook seasonally and based on what's available because that is the best way to cook. It keeps yes. it down and it's easily yeah. accessible. Yes. No, it really does. And and um, I'm very passionate about um, the fact that I want to know what goes onto the plate. It's, it's very important to me that if someone has a meal here, that I know exactly where everything on that plate comes from and um, also that it's um, made with lots of love. So if if I plant the veggies in the garden, then and we tend to it, we've got two gardeners here, then I know exactly what went into that. And um, therefore it's important to me to know where um, all the ingredients come from. It's not always possible though, um, for everything to be sourced locally. But as far as we can, we try to do just that. Yes. So you've told us about the Karoo salad and the beautiful sandwiches. What is your favorite thing to eat from your from your own establishment? So in summer, it would be the true living salad. I'm not a very big salad lover. Therefore, I created a salad with lots of protein in it. It's a salad with um, chicken, chicken strips, fried chicken strips, Mm -hmm. and bacon and camembert cheese and bread croutons. um, What else? And and Lani's homemade mustard sauce. So that's my favorite thing to eat in summer. In winter, it would be our stew of the day because um, it's normally a mutton curry. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be something like a beef brisket stew or something that um, we have available and that um, we could source easily. So, And then we, we do that overnight in the bread oven. And then the next morning, we have the stew of the day. Yeah, so that would be my other favorite thing. I love comfort food, um, nice hot meals in, served in a bowl, lacquer met rice. <laughs> so, yeah, and potatoes. Yes, real, that would be my next favorite. Real favorites. country living, wholesome meals. Yes. 
There's no, nothing is plated for you. It's all eat as much as you like, portion size. Exactly. Eat until yes. you fall, basically, which is really yes, the definitely. way, right? Yeah, unfortunately it is, but it's so nice. Eating is just so nice. It brings people together <laughs> and um, true, it's, it's true. So my daughter and I always have this thing um, that uh, whenever we plan any get together, the first thing we do is get the menu together. So <laughs> it's all about eating. <laughs> It really yes. is phenomenal, Lani. And it sounds so quaint and so much fun, like a place one can retreat to and have a lazy lunch. And judging yeah. from, from the menu, it certainly does sound like a, a place that people will frequent and continue to come back. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I like to think of true living as an extension of my home. People, what people experience here is is um, a home away from home. And it's not just because it's my place. It's because people say that when they come here is that they, they do experience a homey feeling here. And um, I think it is because I'm always here or almost always. Um, what a I treat now that you are there. Yes. Well, yeah, it is it is hard work to be here all the time, but I love what I do. It's my passion. So, um, yes, I'm here, and um, it is my second home. So, and that is what people experience here. And, yeah, so that's what I love. I, I really love that, that people come here and, and feel at home. Wonderful homegrown hospitality, Lani. What a pleasure to chat to you and, and just just care with you, actually, and chill and, <laughs> you know, eat virtually. Yeah. We ate virtually with you, but how much fun did we yes. have? Yes. Uh, yeah. It really has been fantastic chatting to you, and we're looking forward to coming and experiencing this little part of the Karoo with you and enjoying your company. Oh. I I really think it's a great way to spend an afternoon. Great chatting to oh, you, Lauren. Thank you.